and welcome to week five post game against the San Francisco 49ers. Man, it's uh digesting what happened last night. Aaron James and myself are recording this on Monday morning. Gave us a night to digest uh, kind of what happened, what went wrong. I think when you look at it, I don't know if you could take any positives from last night, right? It, it was, I think our show is going to be mostly the good, you know, the bad, the worst, and the ugliest, really, after what went down last night. Uh, so let me bring in my esteemed co host to discuss what went wrong, Mr. Aaron James. Aaron, how are you today, sir? After, after a night to really go through, we watched it together over a friend's house uh, to digest that uh, performance. What are your initial thoughts this morning? Um, this picture displays it all. We have a primetime game. We're going to this magnif- magnificent event. The best, you know, most look forward to game probably of the year. Sunday night football rivalry. And we got Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn um, as the, the head coaches behind me showing up to this primetime game. Now, so, and uh, <laughs> I mentioned to you that this the episode for this uh, podcast should be our pets heads are falling off because <laughs> it ain't pretty out there. We, we look horrible and miserable. So we have, you know, a lot of comments throughout the game, a lot of opportunities to create momentum, especially, you know, more so in the first half of obviously, but you know, let, let's kind of dive in and share, you know, just go over the game, share some comments, um, uh, some some key plays, some missed opportunities. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it in here. Um, now Niners start with the ball, which I was happy with because you you kind of you don't let their defense set the tone early on with the fans. So oh, I I agree. I think to me, I've always been a proponent of taking the ball in the second half. Um, but the one issue I think we saw with this. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Dallas is a very much play from uh, play from ahead offense or defense, mm-hmm. and this defense they did not seem to have an answer for that 49er offense. The one thing I will say is we shut down McCaffrey pretty well. I don't yeah. think you know he didn't have his typical game, right? He only averaged uh, 2.7 yards a carry. He had 19 attempts, 51 yards, so it worked against him. Uh, but the guy that you said you weren't super worried about, somebody that I've wear, really, um, I, I thought people could be mistaken. He only had three catches, but those three catches went for three touchdowns, baby. And that's Mr. We just see it right here, George Kittle. Um, they did yeah. not seem to have an answer for him. And it seemed like in the big moments when they wanted the touchdown, that's who they were going to. And most of them, he seemed pretty wide open on, on all of those attempts. Um, and then, you know, the problem with, you know, kicking off first is now San Fran goes down and sets the tone and gives that, you know, that touchdown. You know, seven plays to score at 70 yards. Um, and then Dallas comes out and they right away go three and out. So that, to mm-hmm. me, set the tone for that game early that San Fran really felt like they were doing what they wanted early on. And Dallas just couldn't move the ball. I think it was like, how far through that first half did we not get a first down? Uh, yeah, I think it was into the second quarter, midway through, or we got our first first down of the game. Now, also, uh, well, big big play by our defense here, third and fifteen. Um, so we kind of get the momentum back. Let me let me pause here because it's not starting to really move on us. So third and fifteen, we got a big uh, uh, play, you know, big loss um, that our defense caused, put them out of field goal position, and uh, so now they're forced to punt it with us. So now, okay. Zero seven, take a deep breath. Our defense um, came up with something big, and then lo and behold, you have this um, uncharacteristic of Tony Pollard. But man, Fred Warner, yo, this guy's a beast. How this ball was not touched uh, by someone? How like, it didn't bounce out of bounds either? Yeah, um, you know, it, it it shimmied off the leg of one of the defenders. But then, look, our defense shows up again. Um, as Jordan Lewis is getting ran over truck stick, he reaches in and pulls the ball from McCaffrey. That was such a big play because I'm watching that and I was like, man, my boy's getting run over here. 
like he's about they're about to i felt like they were they were yeah they were getting close and uh they were driving and then he's running over lewis but lewis makes the play so it, it was very impressive you know after that first drive their defense kind of held up for dallas and like you said so after that first drive the issue is the next the first four drives for dallas three yards punt three yard, or i'm sorry three plays one yard punt three plays one yard punt one play fumble three mm-hmm. plays two yards punt and then you know so as much as that defense is keeping us in you know san fran's offense will eventually score again. you know they're going it's going to happen um and then that's where you know after that last punt san fran they had you know a decent punt return brought purdy one play on some you know they're running some gadget plays kittle touchdown and then it, it felt good because then dallas started to figure it out so for in a game where Dallas is down 14 nothing, it feels like they're getting outplayed. It felt like it could have been worse, right? So after Absolutely. A- after that punt, and it's a a pretty decent return by McLeod because they're in you know they're backed up in their red zone. They give up that touchdown, but then the next drive for Dallas go 11 plays, more plays than they've run all game, 78 yards, score a touchdown. So you're feeling good midway through that second quarter. You know, it's getting close to the end. You're down 14-7, a game that isn't out of reach yet. Um, but it really felt like in, in those key moments, as we see there, you know, Dak taking some some sacks when he could have thrown away, trying to trying to do too much. I think that is one of the biggest things we can see from last night. And here's that gadget touchdown to Kittle, which on a double reverse and i guess you're not expecting a pass but yeah and um, I, I i commented live when this when this went on when you run a gadget play like that it's just because you feel in control of the game yeah like like that because that can blow up very easily and be a momentum shifter but they're like you know what we the ball's been on our side of the field uh we got kind of nothing to lose we're in control they're not making they're not moving the ball you run the gadget play and and that was just to me, the coach is saying, like, oh, you know, we have them on their heels. Yeah, and it felt like at that point, it really felt like it, because Dallas hadn't been able to move the ball. You really felt, okay, it's just going to be, it might be one of those days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we're seeing here, this is that that next drive where, uh, you know, Dak and the offense started to put it together. Um, the one thing I noticed, and I mentioned it during, uh, while we are watching, he seemed to get a hundred percent away from the run game. I think in the first half, um, there was only seven rushing attempts, and one of them was with Dak, I think. Um, so you know, and Pollard only had four rushing attempts. Um, so they, they seemed very unbalanced. You know, there we see that play from from Turpin, that that great pass. One, it felt like they just threw it, you know, go to the spot. You know, I'm gonna put it in a spot and you gotta run under it. Um yes. Best play of the game, really, for Dak and the offense. Oh, yeah. Great pass. Put it where he needed to be. Put it on the outside when they had that safety deep. It was a beautiful ball. So it's one of those things. And now you're at the point where, okay, you know, we got seven minutes left. We're going into, you know, we, before half. You make a stop and score a touchdown. It's a it's a 100% different game. Um, mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. felt and- like that was a momentum shifter and you could you thought maybe something was going to happen after that touchdown what what was big to me on this play was turpin you know we we they found you know they found a way to get him involved he used his speed this out this uh out route was like a a staple of amari cooper's um amari cooper-esque type of route uh so for turpin to come in and make that catch i mean he's it's over the shoulder catch He's falling down and he's like moving his feet to stay in balance. It's like a super athletic play. And, um, you know, we didn't talk about it, but he did end up getting hurt um, in a, when he was tackled, I think, on the punt return and was unable to, to get back into the game. But so, you know, who knows if we had more gadget plays based on how the night went, we probably didn't. Uh, but, but if you're trying to think positive, you know, maybe we had some things for Turpin to come in and and do some things, but we, we couldn't take advantage of that. But you're right. So we score a touchdown, one possession game, um, and the Niners come back out. But really, you know, they Purdy was just kind of was comfortable all night long. 
you and it really felt like you know and as we're seeing in a lot of these clips it, it really felt like a lot of guys he was throwing to it wasn't it's not like san fran was making the contested catches and just mm-hmm. bullying us they were i don't know what dan quinn's thought was i don't know what defense i don't know what they prepped for this week um you know it really i guess it seems like they just 100 percent prepared for christian mccaffrey and disregarded everyone else because it felt like Purdy had a lot of time in that pocket and it felt like everybody he threw the ball to was you know had like two yards of separation if not more there was a lot of times we saw the Kittle touchdowns where he's wide open you know the use check play action I get it at the end zone um you know for as but as much as they shut down McCaffrey uh you know we see here he had that touchdown which I think with that, to me, is a huge momentum shifter. Um, because if you could just pause it there, you know, we we drove down. You're down 14 nothing, right? You drive down the field and you get that score with seven minutes left and, and you're feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's a 14-7 game. You get a stop. You can come back and you can, you know, tie the game going into half. 14-14 is much different, right? So at, right after Dallas scores, San Fran goes back and scores, right? And it just, it felt deflating. Mm-hmm. But even with that, Dallas still had an opportunity. We're still two minutes left. You put together a two-minute drive. You go into half 14-7, or I'm sorry, 21-14. And now you get the ball in the second half. The issue was right after San, San Fran made 21-7, Dallas went three plays, eight yards out. So now you're like, I, I was a little nervous. I kind of was like, let's try to run it. I don't want to give San Fran an opportunity. But when you look at the plays, like in the first half, it's, you know, three, it's three yards, three plays, three plays, one play, three plays, 11 play, three plays, and then your two plays because you're at the end of the half. Um, so going into halftime at, at 21-7, you're down. You, it just felt like one of those games that you weren't going to win. You know, mm-hmm. I think throughout the game we were we were optimistic about it because um, if you know if Dallas comes out in half, scores twenty one seven, different game. To me, it just felt like Dak couldn't command this team, and it it didn't feel like Dak was getting pressure all night. You know, I know he was sacked a few times, um, you know, but I felt like a lot of that was at the end. His three interceptions that came in, the, you know, when he tried to do too much. I think that's what it was. He wasn't. Dak's trying to do too much. Some of the sacks were unnecessary. He could have thrown the ball away. Um, and he didn't seem to command that offense at all in that first half. And I know um, I know he's a you've been a big Dak guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does this game change your opinion? When you, after watching that full game, does it your thoughts change. Do you feel a little bit like he may not be the guy that can lead this team to a Super Bowl? Or are you taking it one game, ugly game, is bad, really bad, super ugly? We're gonna we're gonna scrap that. Yeah, you can't to me, you can't put um you to me, this was more of a coaching lack of creativity. Um more so than it than it falls on the quarterback. I mean, when this this type of defense, when you got Fred Warner, <laughs> Fred uh, Warner wreaking havoc, um, we have zero run game. So they basically know that we're we're passing the ball, um, and they have a mean pass rush. I mean, you you have to. I mean, if you're Dak, and three seconds, you know, two and a half, three seconds into your your drop back. Man, if your first read's not there, you're ready to check it down because you have basically have Bosa coming down your throat. Um, so for me, it was like unable to 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 run the ball effectively um, and falling behind. Those were yeah. the, the two recipes. Um, and I think so so far, this was the best offensive line that our defense has gone up against. And you see when and we kind of saw it last year with the Eagles as well. When you have a top-ranking offensive line, um, we're just not going to be able to get as much pressure on the QB. Let's call it what it is. As other teams, where we're you know we're on top of the quarterback, you know, forty percent of the time or whatever the case may be, they're under duress. You know, Purdy, and we're going to see it with Hertz as well. 
he's going to have time in the pocket. And our our cornerbacks are, you know, whether we're playing man-to-man, whether we have a zone scheme coming up, Dan Quinn's going to have to get creative, zone blitzes. He's going to have to switch things up. See, to me, you're like, I get they put up a lot of points. Um, At what point? To me, if I'm a defense and, and, you know, my offense, like I get you have to play great defense and we've seen defenses shut teams out. If I'm if I'm on that defense, right? If I'm Micah Parsons, Diggs, I guess he's hurt, but Gilmore, Layton, you know, Tank, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset right now. You know, this was our prime time game, and I know, you know, the first half you're down twenty one seven. One of those touchdowns was, you know, and it could have been worse, but they, you know, Dallas had to punt the ball. What they got it at the thirty eight yard line, so one of their touchdowns was in plus territory. They only had to go. I get it was one play. You're you're thinking about it, the gadget play, but really they only drove down twice on Dallas in that first half on that Dallas defense. So they shut. I I feel like to me. I'm not going to put blame on that defense. You know, Dak had, we had four turnovers. We were minus three in the turnover um, category, which I, 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 you can't happen against this type of team. And Dak just didn't, he, he didn't look good. And, and to me, I've said it, you know, each of the, I've been saying it since we started this podcast, I've, you know, for the last few years, I just don't believe Dak is a big game quarterback. And he, there was plays where you're watching, you're just like, what, what, why did you do that? Why are you making that throw? Um, so it was really upsetting to see. And, and I, I'm i not going to be as upset with Dak. I think the San Francisco team is a juggernaut. They're going to be tough to beat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Because as we saw last night, they very they didn't really use Ayuk. You know, he had some plays, but he wasn't. He had four catches, 58, right? Not So he didn't really kill you D, but they have so many. You know, they completed 18 passes, three to Kittle, four to Ayuk, four to Samuel, two to McCaffrey, four to Juszczyk. So it's, well, yeah, the, you know, Quinn said he planned for McCaffrey. There's just, and that's what my nervousness and, and my fear was coming into this game. They have so many weapons that if you focus, if you, you know, put it all on one, or, you know, we're going to stop the run, you know, Kittle hasn't done it. People forget about how great Kittle is because they don't need to use him. He can stay in and be a run blocker for that for that team because you have Debo, you have Ayuk, use check come out of the backfield. Um so you know it, it definitely hurt last night's loss. Um to me it, it showed what we lack and I don't know uh, to me I don't know what you can fix at this point because to me it's the quarterback. It's not so much anything on that defense. We could use a receiver. They could use a super – like I know CD is our guy. Mm-hmm. But the last two games, he's really – you know, four catches for 49 yards yesterday. Most of that was late or uh, later in the game. The week before, I think he had one or two catches. We need a guy that when he's getting doubled, he, they, we got to get him the ball. And I don't know if it's a Dak thing. I don't know if it's McCarthy saying, you know, with the way he's – play calling it's not getting cd the ball but in a game like that cd should have had 10 catches and let him go make his plays so to me like if, if any great quarterback is going to get their guy the ball dak mm-hmm. should have been force feeding cd the ball last night and i get there was plays where he's being double covered but this guy's one of the best receivers in the league you got to trust him to go make his plays uh, they did a great job at neutralizing CD. Um, they basically uh, jammed him at the line uh, with Ward. He really couldn't get much separation at all because of that through timing off. Um, you saw how frustrated he was throughout the game. They kept panning to CD while our defense was out there. I mean, you can't. You know, four turnovers. That's that's generally how we win games and how we win them big. Um, so you, you you can't turn the ball over. Period. Now going into this game, we were kind of top in the NFL when it came to first downs. So that gave me some confidence that we were going to be able to move the ball. You did see kind of Arizona move the ball on the Niners well. Um, so I feel like I feel like the the Forty Niners kind of went 
to our last match against the, the in the playoffs last year and said, okay, this is how they like to play us, and we're going to take some things away. And I feel like the the Cowboys did the same thing, but the the 49ers just wouldn't have it. It's like it's like the Niners knew our game plan basically, because they they knew how to slow us down. Where 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 are our you know two tight end sets, three tight end sets? Um, like let's make a point if we, we want to come and run the ball. Let's go. Let's go heavy set and just see. You know what we can do on the pound and ground. You you just kind of set up Dak for failure when you're going to ask him to throw it. How many times did he throw it? Like 38 times. It was a lot. Yeah. Let me see. I'm in there. He threw it. Uh, well, he only threw it 24 times. Okay. Well, that's probably it's because, because a lot of very, three. We had we had very few possessions. But when you look at the plays, like to me, your quarterback has to make plays to win games. At the end of the day. Your quarterback has to make a few plays. And the few times where he had the opportunity to, like there was the play with Gallup was one-on-one coverage and he's he's throwing it out of bounds. And, and the big play uh, with uh, Cooks, I think late, I think that was the end of the close. I think that was the first half, right? The end where he had Cooks wide open because for some reason, mm-hmm. Sam Fran had was Fred on. Warner playing him. And Cooks, yes, Warner is all-world linebacker. He's not keeping up with Brandon Cooks, and it showed. And Dak, and he threw it a little too much, and, and it's out of bounds. If he throws it up the field more, that's a touchdown to Cooks. Yeah. So even the plays where we had the opportunities to, Dak still – and I, we've said it all year. He's not giving these guys the opportunity to go play the ball in the air. You know, the few times he did throw it up to Gallup, it was out of bounds, and the other times um, – with cook he, you know he threw it out of bounds for cook so he's there's an issue he's not letting his guys go make plays and the one time he did keep it in the field i don't know if he didn't see the safety or what and at the end of the game it didn't matter but when he threw it up and threw that late interception uh that a safety you know i'm okay you're, you're losing i'm not i'm okay with that one you already lost but the other ones where the games was close and he had the opportunity and he's still not letting his receivers go make a play that's an issue like I said it last night and we were over at a friend's house who's a 49ers fan. And he said, well, you know, I was like, well, the 71% completion percentage is misleading. And he looks, he's like, what do you mean? And it just, he makes a lot of the checkdowns to bolster that up. And I get like, he's doing a lot. He, his deep ball this year in other years, he was letting his guys go make plays. And he, you know, he's had over, you know, high sevens, low eights throughout his career. I think his average is, you know, 7.6 yards per attempt. This year it's under seven. And those deep balls just aren't low. So I don't know if it's something with him, if he's not trusting these guys, but there's a major issue with this receiving core. And we said it last year, what they had the lowest yards per separation in the NFL with receivers. So there's yeah. something that he's not trusting in these guys to let them go make a play where he seems to be, th- I don't know if he's intentionally throwing it more towards the sideline out of bounds to not, give it up maybe he's gun shy after last year so there a lot of these things are coming into play especially when i see a game like yesterday where it was close enough throughout the game where those plays could have made a big difference and he's not letting his guys go make one yes i i was so yeah i mean some some criticism that i will definitely throw on deck and i was I was very optimistic coming into this year. You know, he's 30 years old. A couple other veteran quarterbacks at 30 years old started to make, you know, show a lot more maturity, a lot of pre, pre-snap pre uh, audibles. And I was, I've been expecting to see that. Really none of that last night. So I'm like, you know, either are we not getting the play call in, you know, early enough, not enough motion. Like, Dak, I expect you to go out there and see what's being presented and make adjustments. And I really didn't see any of that uh, last night. So I don't know if, if he was handcuffed, but the coaches, um, you know, they were just, you know, convicted about their their strategy and sticking with it, which I couldn't even tell you what that was. Um, it was just an overall ugly performance. It's the first time that I missed Kellen Moore. I was just going to bring that up to you. That was going to be my next point. I was thinking how much – how much of it do you think he is switching to this quote unquote Texas coast offense? Um, not, you know, maybe not trusting the re like, and how much of it is, you know, Kellen's been there 
a long time. He was there. Um, and, you know, Dax, you know, I get the interceptions weren't there besides yesterday, um, you know, but everything else really seemed down offensively for Dak. How much of it do you think they miss Kellen more now? Like, because he's the guy, like, uh, he's a guy that's him and Dak were, I felt he, you know, Dak was calling it, or Kellen was calling a beautiful play for Dak most of the time. Um, it really feels like he might, is missing them a lot now. Yeah, it, it does look that, look like that. Um, I, so it's like, you know, what do you do? I mean, now part of you, like, part of me is like, okay, uh, it's hard not to, you know, we, we talked about going into the season, it's NFC championship game or bus after a game and a performance like that against the number one ranked NFL team, uh, you know, your, your mind starts running and you're, and I'm already thinking, okay, what are we going to do after McCarthy? Um, if, you know, by week eight, we just find ourselves out of it because, you know, we have a pretty tough schedule still. Yeah. Uh, we, we have the Chargers to worry about next, who, you know, Kellen Moore has a lot of familiarity uh, with our team. And they just saw kind of how the 49ers were, you know, what they did to neutralize CD Lamb, basically. And I wanted to say in your point around separation in our receiving core, you know, Amari Cooper was our deep threat. Um, and the Cowboys are, based on what I've observed, are trying to use Gallup as our deep threat. Um, but we really need to give CD an opportunity to be our deep threat because he's supposed to be our number one. Um, if you're a number one guy and you want the top three paid contract in the league, you have to be able to do what Jeff, Justin Jefferson does and Jamar Chase. Um, now, and we just haven't given, we haven't given CD that opportunity third when it comes to or second when it comes to receiving core brandon cooks when we brought him in a thousand yard receiver yeah. if he doesn't hit a thousand yards this year mike mccarthy deserves to be fired uh, if you can't find a way to get cooks more involved in this offense um that's that's gonna be that's a huge problem and so if mccarthy goes DQ deserves an opportunity to be head coach, but I don't think there's a way we can get um, Kellen Moore back as an offensive no. coordinator. Well, no, uh, no he, he wouldn't come back. No, I be, don't think that would happen at all. No, he'd have to be offered the head coaching position. Um, so you just mentioned, you know, firing McCarthy possibly. Um, when you look this week, you know, going in, how do you think, what is Jerry going to do to the kids? We know Jerry. Jerry's a very much fly from the cuff type of dude. If he doesn't like it, he's got no qualms with making changes. He will do that in a heartbeat. Um, how do you think he really addresses the now? I'm not talking about publicly because I think publicly yeah. he's, he'll probably still stand by McCarthy. Um, but do you think internally there's there's some question marks, especially like you said, we got rid of Kellen. I felt that getting rid of Kellen, I've said it multiple times, getting rid of Kellen Moore is uh, that was a play for McCarthy. Uh, to give McCarthy his opportunity because McCarthy really wasn't the play caller. Um, and before you fire a coach like that, let him let him cook the food, right? Let him He's going to buy the groceries and cook the food. Um, so you had to use the Bill Parcells quote. Um, but do you, do you think he is now pretty much on that hot seat? Because I, I thought he was before. I really thought after this season he's getting fired regardless. if they Unless they make that NFC championship game, I thought he was out. Um, do you think this loss right here solidifies it? And it could happen earlier. Um, you know, if we get another another bad loss to Philly, uh, could it happen during the season? Yeah, if if we find ourselves at four losses by Thanksgiving, I think um, which is possible. It is possible. Uh, we will have at least I think one game before Thanksgiving against the Eagles. Yeah, um, and I mentioned that we're going to have to sweep the Eagles if we really want to turn around the season. And I think the likelihood of that at this point is that Zero. we're probably going to get swept. Um, yeah. That that's probably that, that is the more likely outcome, but how does he address the coaches? I mean, he, he's, you know, he's talking, the focus is on McCarthy, like what happened. Um, you know, we look like crap out there. And if you really want to get under Jerry Jones skin, you perform like this on a big stage. Um, and he sees what product we're putting out there for the fans, 
for the media. Uh, now, the thing for Jerry is whether, you know, however people are talking about the Cowboys, as long as they're talking about them, you know, <laughs> he's, he's making money. Uh, so, and, and, you know, he, to a fault, he's been very loyal to his coaching staff. Um, so look, Mike, Mike McCarthy, he's going to be on a very short leash. Uh, you know, DQ is going to say like, we have our defense out there, you know, several, you know, however many times in the first half, it's hard. It's going to be hard to, to contain that San Francisco high powered offense, um, for that long. Yeah. Especially when you're going three and like that defense had yeah. to feel like I know there was some, you know, early in that first half, they were stopping them some, they were shutting their drive. But man, when, when you're just going three and out every drive and you have 10 drives, uh, that game, I think were four plays or less. And then, you know, I, I don't know how many play, how many drives actually went over 20 yards. Um, that defense, like that's where I, I understand the defense gave up some points and they did not look great at all but I kind of do give them a, a little bit of a pass because they're on the field so much like mm -hmm. you're having the, and, and against a team where it can do so many things against you. I, I was optimistic. Like I don't, I don't take as bad as much from that defensive performance as I do from the offensive performance, but I agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, McCarthy's going to get grilled. Um, unfortunately we can't mope as tempting as it is. We can't mope about this loss. Um, now we did say, Hey, if we lose, we, well, the good thing about having this game and week five is if we have to make a blockbuster trade, we have draft capital. Uh, we can look to bring a veteran in, uh, that's maybe on his last year and, and just try to try to make a run, uh, with Vander Esch out with a neck injury, you know, Bland walked off the field injured. Um, you know, the injury Biotish got injured a little bit, you know, he was hurt yesterday. Biotish got injured. I mean, we threw our offensive, all of our offensive line starters out there, which was the first time since 2021, I believe the stat was, yeah. um, that they've all been together. So we kind of threw everything we had at them and the injury bug hit our defense. Um, I didn't see any update or what happened with bland, but if he in fact is out, um, we're likely going to have to to bring someone else in. Um, if Vander Esch is going to be out for several weeks, we don't have a lot of depth. That was probably, that was, that is our weakest position on the defense, our linebacking room, unfortunately, um, as much as, you know, I, I like Clark. Um, we we're going to have to bring a veteran in now white from Tampa Bay comes to mind, um, but I just don't know where he is in his contract um, and how much, how much time he has left, but I think that would be a good acquisition. But you know, the Buccaneers are kind of making a run for themselves. You know, they're threatening, yeah. so they might not be motivated um, to, to to make a move. Uh, certain with the the Broncos, I don't know if they get rid of. He's too young. What's that they're going about? into a rebuild. But year. he he's a guy. I think he's only in his second year, so he's. I don't think he's a guy that they would move. Cause he's so young with that team. Like, I think he's a guy they may try to keep around to build would, that defense around. I would be okay. Given a first round for certain. Oh, I would a hundred percent. Cause he's that type of corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately we're, we're not going to pay him. We're just, it's just a, a one to two year fix. And then we're just going to let him get paid somewhere else. Cause we already paid digs. Um, but if you really think, and you have the conviction and you're Jerry Jones, like, no, this year has to be the year. And also I need to know if I'm going to extend Dak. You have to do what you got to do, uh, and I don't. And you know, we're talking about our our defense, <laughs> who, who going into this game was our strongest unit. Uh, but now it's like it feels like we have to to bandage it up. So look, we we the biggest positive here is we're we're in week five. All right, we're not yeah. in December. Um, so a lot of things can happen. The the 49ers, they still have to. Play, be healthy. The injury bug has also touched the Eagles more so on the, on their defense, uh, but their strength of schedule is is hasn't really turned the corner yet. Now they're they are going to play the Jets, who seem to get are you know seem to be building momentum. Uh, you know Zach Wilson does look better week over week. He looks a lot better now than what he did with the Cowboys. Um, 
I'm not saying the 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 okay, Jets just are making upset. sure. No, he's just I'm making saying, sure. That's all yeah. I wanted to hear. <laughs> I'm not calling an upset, but um, I, I wouldn't be you know all that surprised if it's a one possession ends in a one possession type of score. Um, so yeah, I mean McCarthy's on the hot seat. Yeah, it, and I call that I predict if we have four losses by Thanksgiving, he will be let go. Which in a lot of cases, when when a coach leaves, the the, the locker room kind of it builds a spark for the locker room. So yeah. for whatever that's worth. When I look at it too, you see a team like San Fran last year. Um, you know, they, they were struggling uh, a team that everybody thought was a top tier team. They did struggle. They made that one trade for McCaffrey and, and things took off. Um, so I'm not saying the same thing will happen for Dallas. Cause I think the depth, everybody knew San Fran was a super bowl caliber team. They just needed a quarterback. Um, after watching last night, while, yeah, I think there's some moves to be had, I don't know if any of those moves make us any closer. Um, because I don't think – I still think Dallas is they're – more, they're more than just a quarterback away. I don't think Dak is a guy that can take them there. I think Dak is a guy with good – with if he has great pieces around him, sure. But against teams where he has to go make the play, I don't think he can do it. Um, and I, I just don't know what you go get at this point. After watching last night, it really feels like um, you probably are going to need an offensive lineman at some point because I'm assuming more injuries are going to hit. You know, losing Van Der Esch with his neck, it, you know, it does stink, but it, you don't know how – the kids had, how what, three or four neck injuries now. You don't know – and I, you feel bad because he's, you know, he's a good kid. You don't know how effective he can be coming back, for, especially for the length of the contract. Um, and you don't want him to put his health at risk. You know, you really don't want him to come out, you know, unless it's something where he's 100% going to be okay, because it looked bad. When he ran into Parsons, it did not look good. And he, he was, was down pushed, for a little bit of time. Pushed yeah. into Parsons by He was. I did thought, thought that play was a push in the back, too. Yeah. Um, and we, we shouldn't let the coaches off the hook, because there were also some defensive penalties that kept drives going for the 49ers. Oh, there was, yeah, they, so, they looked. The last few weeks, the game they just look under there. The games they're losing, those are the games where they're getting really undisciplined too. And it's the defense. So my finger points at DQ, not so much McCarthy. I mean, do you, is it no? Offensive my, coordinator, I still think defense coordinator. No, you're head coach. It, it, to me, it starts with like I get offensive, but he's head coach. It goes from to me, it goes to head coach down. So if you have an undisciplined defensive coordinator and he's not like that, to me, it goes on your off. It goes on your head coach. Um, but I agree with you. There were some bad, terrible plays. But and also, they're not as talented as San Fran. And I, I, I try, like to me, that's why I really, I, you know, my prediction for McCaffrey didn't come true. I didn't do what he, I thought. But I just, when you look at it, they're not as talented. They don't have the weapons. You know, San Fran can beat you so many different ways. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know what moves can be had here. What they can go get to close that gap. You know, we've already, it's not like you haven't lost and just got blown up by San Fran. I could, I could wash it up as a, as a bad week. Um, mm -hmm. And in terms of, you know, how Jerry, how I think the coaches address it, I think a lot of people, you know, listen, bad week, let's move on. Um, but you looked kind of really bad against an Arizona team that you shouldn't have lost to. And now against the competition that we said, we thought it was Dallas, San Fran and Eagles. Um, I think you have to take Dallas out of that conversation now. You hundred percent. Dallas can't. Dallas is not in that conversation. It's San Fran and Eagles in a class of their own. Um, while the Eagles don't look like San Fran does, they're winning. You know, you're five and zero. Oh, you take that for what it is. Um, regardless of your schedule, they're winning the games they're supposed to win. Dallas mm -hmm. hasn't been doing that. I don't know if there's any move out there that'll that makes this team different. I thought the coming into this season, fully healthy. Yes, you lose Diggs. Now you're losing Van Der Esch. We don't know how. Bad Biotis just hurt. We've seen Martin be beat up this season. Micah's been limping a lot this season. You're it seems like it's one of those years that is just not going to be good. And you you hope come playoff time, you're healthy. I think right now the focus should be let's maybe make a move. Try to definitely, you know, I would still look at Seattle, try to go get Bobby Wagner. That's my move. I think they need a linebacker. Um 
but you you got to you got to do something. But I don't know what moves can be had that can make this team better in terms of making an actual run. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Seattle's gonna gonna give Wagner away. Is they're in playoff contention themselves, and I think he signed a multi year deal. Yeah, he signed a multi year deal, and um, so we're gonna need we're gonna need to to pull someone from a team like the Broncos, a team like yeah, potentially one. potentially the Jets. Um, we, we might be able to, I don't know where Mosley is in his contract, but we could potentially look to make a smash depending on where they are and where their record is close to their, the trading deadline. Um, uh, you know, the Vikings, I, I can't think of their, their linebacking or yeah, their linebacking core right they now. They have but, a, uh, Ender. Neil Hunter, I know he's pretty solid. He's a guy they could go get if you're looking for a lineman mm-hmm. opposite a tank. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you may have to at this point, if Van Der Esch is hurt, like it does stink. I know you wanted to keep Micah down. Mm-hmm. He may be the guy, and it stinks for him because I know he wants to be that defensive lineman, that edge rusher. Um, you may have to get creative now with Micah to move him around to kind of patch this defense until you get figure something out. Yeah, he did line up at the linebacker position at least once. Um, it, it could have been two or three times. And I was, but, you know, so I was kind of thinking about that in our in our pregame. Like maybe we move Micah to, to linebacker, but having him on the calf for he, as, as physical and as quick as he is, he doesn't, he can't match that elusiveness no. uh, that, that McCaffrey has. Really nobody can. Um, so, we're in order, so you said, you know, we we we're off the rails. It's Niners and it's Eagles, and 100%. I agree, I agree with that because of how things shaked out yesterday, and more so the lack of confidence I have right now in our coaching staff. And in order for us to get back into that conversation, it's going to take a lot of convincing game over game over game. Like the the next, you know, six seven games, however many it is, up to Thanksgiving through Thanksgiving game day, you know, then if we go on that winning streak, we win Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day, then it's like, okay, we know we, we got, we found our mojo. Um, it's going to take that type of uh, performance and uh, like a new portfolio, if you will, of win- streak of winning games convincingly to come back and say, okay, going into December, now we're, we're back at it. We're back in the top three. We, we figured things out. If that doesn't happen, um, man, I don't even uh, – I'm not going to have really any confidence going in and and uh, even making the playoffs. It's like th- there's a lot of other teams right now that that are that are doing well in our in our conference. That's the thing is you got some of them them teams that are – people didn't really think, I think, t- like Tampa, the New Orleans, those teams, people don't forget, and they, they could definitely make it. Um, when I look at the schedule through through the end of November, it's it's not a tough schedule. I think you get you know like we said, say, uh, San Diego. No, Char- I'm not sorry. L.A. Chargers <laughs> next week. Um, you know, and outside of that, you have the Eagles are the only game that's really tough through the end of November. Um, so while I agree, you need to put together a heater here. Um, if you lose any game outside of that Eagles game, it, it's it's a failure. Um, and even if you go through and you sweep every one of those other games and you get blown out by the Eagles, it's a failure. They have to win every one of these games. And I don't care how you win it. You got to win every game except the Eagles. Cause to me, I think that first Eagles game in Philly, I'm, you know, I already said loss cause it's in Philly. I switched them to, um, but you can't get blown out. It's gotta be a good game. Um, but you know, not looking too far ahead. We'll, we'll finish up with this biggest takeaway from yesterday. What is your number one takeaway that, that something needs to happen or biggest takeaway from the game last night? Uh, biggest takeaway is that the heat is went from like a, a two to a nine on McCarthy. He, his hot seat is flaming hot right now and he's going to get burned. Um, if things don't turn around over the next, over the next couple of games, if we have the exact same performance against the, the Chargers. No, he's out 100%, I would think. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. I, I, I 100% agree with you there. Um, and to me, and I hate to harp on it, and I know there are some people that are fans. I just, 
my takeaway is Dak's not him. Dak's not the guy that's going to lead this team to the future. Um, and, and the sad thing is in the NFL, uh, if you don't have a, you know, you can always look at what if the grass may not be greener on that other side. Um, but you don't know until you try, especially quarterback, because I just don't know. You know, I've seen enough from Dak to, to see he's not the guy that's going to lead this team. Because um, I thought this was a big year. But I, I do think at the end, I think, you know, you, you could be seeing the end of McCarthy and Dak uh, coming up. I think that, you know, and I know it's early. I know it's one game. Um, but it was a big game. It was a huge game. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's tough to take away. And, um, yeah, I don't – I think you just – I think the coaches are going to try to scratch it up as one game. But I th- it has implications. You got to feel, you know, last two years you lost to San Fran. You get blown out this year by San Fran. Uh, it's starting. It, it's got to be up in, in the mental. It's got to be in the mental at this point. So you know, no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Now Parsons, Parsons did say so. Dak said after the game, it was a humbling experience. McCarthy said after the game they got their their butts kicked in all three phases of the game, <laughs> however you want to put it. And Parsons said in an inter- interview that he still doesn't believe that that the gap is that wide between the two teams. I don't think it's as wide as it was last night. No, I'm going to agree. I'll agree right. with that. I don't think it's that wide. Um, but I think San Fran exposed Dallas a lot. Yeah, and showed exposed Dak, exposed our receivers. Uh, they exposed our our cornerbacks. They they exposed every facet of this team. So, like you said, it's great. It was only week five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 tough to you know. I know you're a t- this, but this is a team we thought would have three or four losses total this year. They got two in the first five weeks. Um, so I think time to start pushing the panic button and start start you know t- you know play. I don't know players only meeting McCarthy sit down talk with everybody. Something has to change for this team to really make a run this season. And so la- last question for you because. Um... My, my mind is running and, and I want to you know, always go to uh, go to, you know, ways to fix it. Uh, so let's fast forward. Um, let's say McCarthy goes out is out. You know, Kellen Moore, I think, is a, is a high is high on the list to bring in. Um, but is there a way Sean Payton untang- is able to untangle himself from the mess that's in Denver? I don't even want him at this point with what I've seen him Denver. Like he was out of the league for so long. I think there's a he attached himself to the perfect situation and the perfect quarterback for him. You know, he had, let's not forget, he did have one of the all time greats. Um, and to me, I don't know if I want Dak out there slinging it 50 times. I don't think he's that type of quarterback. So Sean Payton, you know, he showed with Breeze, he's a guy that'll throw that ball a lot, didn't really utilize the run game a ton. Uh, in New Orleans, you know, now you give him Russ and, you know, I don't, I think it's more of a Russ issue than a Sean Payton thing, but I don't, I don't know if I'm bringing in Sean Payton, I want him to pick his guy. I want him to say, this is the quarterback go get. That's who I want. I I don't think Dak is the guy for a Sean Payton offense to throw it like Breeze did. I really don't, but he'd be okay. But I, I think you go back, maybe try to kick the tires on Kellen Moore or you really go like, listen, teams, you know, Green Bay, I guess they, I get that Rodgers, you know, they went young coach Miami. You see what, you know, that kid's doing in Miami now. Mm-hmm. San, when San Fran took the shot on Shanahan, he was, a, I, you know, McVay in, in L.A. I think they need to go get a young and you see a lot of young genius offensive coordinator. Because today's about offense and being innovative. You see the way Miami scores points and I get. They have talent, and they went and got – but that's because of what they've done, what they've been able to do with the draft capital, being able to trade, drafting the right guys. You know, Shanahan, been able to build that thing. So I think they got they got to look at one of these young offensive coordinators. And, may, you know, I don't know if Kellen Moore was held back by McCarthy um, or by who – I think he was there. I forget who the head coach was before McCarthy. Uh, Garrett. I know he was there with Garrett. I don't know if they held him back. Maybe he's the answer and let him come in and, and innovate some. Because it really seems that you know these top tier offenses are really getting these innovative head coaches and off. You know, San Fran, 
not San Fran, Kansas City is winning. I know Andy Reid's an old school head coach, but he's for his life of his, he's been an offensive genius. That's where I think we need to go in that direction and get a guy that can really utilize the talent because the talent outside, you know, I, I still think Dak's talented. The talent's there on offense. It just doesn't seem to be getting used the right way. So Peyton may not yeah. be the answer, but I think an offensive head coach is the answer going forward. Now I do know that the uh, hot the hot seat is also applies to the head coach of the Chargers. So if they end up falling short of the playoffs, they could find themselves in a new search for a head coach. And if they bring in a different offensive coach minded coach, Kellen Moore might find himself looking for a job as I well. Think, I think they brought in Kellen to actually take over that job. I think to me, because that kid, like Staley was young. He was, you know, one of those offensive dudes. Um, so if you bring in another young offensive guy to be your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. I think that's why I don't think they'll be able to get more because I think if Staley is gone, I think Callen becomes the head coach of that team. Okay. Well, hopefully we're not talking about our coaching situation that is more in depth like we are now uh, in the coming weeks. <laughs> agree with you but yeah so it is a tough one i don't think we wanted to go this long but there was just so much to take in from that game last night um it, it was just a bad game and let's hope they scratch it up as just one week and they come out this week i know they have another prime time game against the chargers um so i hope you know i hope dak looks a little bit better i hope they come out uh, and look a little bit better next week we'll dive into it uh thursday evening we'll be back with our pre-game uh, pre-game analysis and kind of breakdown. I don't know if we'll break down the Dallas game as much because we just did, um, but we'll break down the matchups and, and what could possibly happen uh, come Thursday. So we really appreciate you guys for listening, watching on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you guys watch um, back on Spotify. So appreciate the downloads on Spotify. And uh, yeah, I don't, I want to be positive, but it's tough to be positive after last night. Um, yeah. Um, so we really appreciate you guys. Keep listening. Keep following. Again, you can follow us on the, on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, Cowboys Takeover Podcast. Same on YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe there. Uh, follow us on that side as well. And uh, until Thursday, let's go Cowboys. Let's, negative is worth today. Let's try, to, let's try to keep a level head. Aaron said it many times. It's week five. So we have a long season left. There's still 15 weeks left. We just live and die with this team. Uh, So we appreciate you guys for listening and watching. And until Thursday, go Cowboys.